This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're in the backyard as usual. It's lovely weather. Just want to. I've been you planning. You consider to... this lovely weather? Yeah, I love this. Okay. The Go guest on. is already. <laughs> we'll get into what type of weather we're dealing with here. But I have a. I do need to send out an alert because I wish I had known this. I recently bought. I was, thought I was going to get myself a little treat at the airport. I bought a white Gatorade for the first time in probably 15 years. It's no longer the same flavor of white Gatorade that it used to be. It's a horrible cherry flavor. And then I was stuck with that on the plane. Uh, so I'm just getting that news out. We're here in the podcast. I'm, I mean, the guest is already here. I really, really love today's guest. It's Robbie Hoffman. Robbie, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thanks for having me. So you're not into this weather. Oh, what is it? It's, it's not even uh, weather. It, it's this gray, white. It's a little cold. It's always been a little cold in L.A. for, for months and months and months. I, I think uh, L.A. is losing its weather edge. <laughs> I mean, it has been probably since November, kind of not winter, not spring. And now we're basically June, and this is what it is. And people need to acclimate to a new normal. LA isn't what it was, just like the Gatorade isn't what it was. <laughs> and the sooner we can accept those changes, the sooner we can, you know, live with them. How long have you been in LA? Like five years. I feel like, well, June has always been bad, or not bad weather, but this like gloomy. No, I mean, no, no, no. This is, this <laughs> Robbie, is gloomy. What are you talking about? This has been gloomy. The past couple of years is worse. I'm telling you, we've <laughs> had hot, hot, hot marches. We've had hot Aprils. We've had hot Mays. Scorching Julys and September. I'll you give you that. just June. Yeah. June hot. June is never hot. Yes, it is. How June? long you been here? I've been here for 13 years. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> What is it, a competition? <laughs> yes. Uh, June, uh, people need to know, I, if you're planning a vacation to L.A., June is not the time you want to come for L.A. weather. You want to come in the winter. You want to come October to December. Yeah. But before the middle of December, because that's when things go to hell. 
That's when the rain comes. Guys, L.A. just isn't what it was. It's fine. It's still better than most places. But come on. We got a El Nino. I don't know what it is. It's something. El Nino's happening, right? Yeah. I feel like it's back in the news. Yeah. No, it's definitely. I never think that they said it, got, it went away. It's just it's like COVID. It's with us forever. Is that true? Is El Nino just kind of an ongoing yes. weather pattern? Yeah, I think it's like a global warming. And that's that. And was there an El Nino? There was there was a couple L's. I don't know what they are, but they're all here to stay. <laughs> and El Nino just kind of, I think, makes things more extreme or something. Yeah, everything that is a new thing just ends up now adding to the thing. It's and just it, kind of it a becomes, multiplier. You know, and yeah, and it's just like it stays forever. Nothing is temporary anymore. <laughs> everything, everything you have is, you know, it, yeah, everything just adds on and it adds a new layer of something you deal with forever. I will say egg prices weren't forever. Felt like egg prices were going to be up forever. I, I've I never checked looked recently. at egg, egg prices, but I understand that that was a concern for people. It was a huge, huge concern. Yeah, and it, and it should be, you know, but that is forever. Inflation and companies taking advantage, that absolutely is forever in a capitalist society where, you know, the, the it's everything has to get bigger. Everything has to make more money. Everything gets bigger and then permanent. But that's why eggs gave me a little hope because I thought they're $9. Now they're $9 forever. They're back to $3. Sure. But they'll inch up again and inch up again. <laughs> I hope not. I I know so. I, I mean, speak in 10 years and ask how much they are. They'll be $9 easy. Every restaurant now, a meal is $25. Just oh, yeah. can't get away without a $25 yeah, yeah. meal. Yeah, there's, there's, there's uh, employee wellness surcharges now. We're, we're subsidizing the owners of the restaurants. Instead of them paying fair wages, mm -hmm. we pay for it. There's a tip for everything. And I, I do the tip, but why is why is the owner of the restaurant not just not putting that in the cost of the food? Because we subsidize business owners. You shift the guilt onto the consumer. Exactly. It's a horrible feeling. It's like Walmart or Target or all these stores who have police in their stores because people steal rather than having security. So now the public pays for their security. Right. And so they don't pay. They Their security costs have gone down. They could hire security guards. Interesting. But they say, well, because of theft, they want police people there. Who plays for the police officers? Oh, the we do. Yeah, I mean, I've done a little research into the shoplifting world and a lot of, you know, because a lot of these big box stores will just let people steal things that are cheap yeah. because it's cheaper to do that than to pay an employee. Yeah. And also they're stealing. And they're, of course. They're stealing the labor. Large, they're stealing. Yeah. In, in that, yeah. The, the large scale theft. That's just the way the world is moving. Perfect. It's a lovely time. It's fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't picture a better world. What <laughs> it's a system. only going to get what a system. closer to the perfect world we're looking for. Yeah, it's excellent. I, I love subsidizing absolutely everything. <laughs> but ultimately, the weather's good right now. It's fine. I wouldn't consider this good weather. Admit it's pleasant. Admit it's, you feel decent. It literally is fine. Nothing more, nothing less. It's fine. You're neither Possible. hot nor cold. No, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm gloomed. I don't like a white sky. Give me blue. Okay. Give me rain. You come from kind of gloomy climates. Sure, but you know what? what you're, you're suggesting to Canada? Uh, Canada, New York. Yeah, spent time but in New I'm York. just saying when it's summer in Canada, it's fucking summer. And I'll tell you something about this in the winter in Canada, too. It's sunny as all hell. Is it really, really crystal clear blue sky? Yes, skies? beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, when it's winter in Utah, that's where I'm from, the skies are... 
either blue or the most depressing gray you can possibly yeah, imagine. Yeah, that's what this looks like, too. A little bit gray. Yeah, uh, but I, I like this gray. Okay. Well, we here's where you and I differ. The only way we differ, I'm sure. This is our single yeah. difference. Otherwise, we're mirror image. I mean, I am sitting on the other side. We should mention to the listener today. I switched sides. You and I have switched seats. I'm usually in your seat. I'm very comfortable. How are you feeling? I feel interesting. Yeah, you're you're a little, you know what? It's like, I imagine for a man masturbating with the other hand or something. (laughs) That's exactly what it's like. It it must be something like that. It does feel, uh, I don't know how to really describe it, but I feel like my, the, my hair part is on the other side. Yeah, you look right. Every, thank you. I need a haircut desperately. Really? I, I think I went one week too long. Yeah. Do you ever it's get cute, that? Where you're like, yeah, I go to Supercuts. Nobody knows what's happening with my hair. It's in the back. <laughs> I pull it back. Nobody is concerned. How much does Supercuts charge for a haircut it's right $26. now? $26. $26? Yeah, it's not nothing. That's not nothing, but it's better than most places now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm paying 40 at my barber. Okay. Which is uh, just recently went up as we're talking about inflation, five dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, inflation is also manufactured. I love that we say it like as inflation, as if we don't call it like as greedy people charge people more. Right. Just mm-hmm. wanting more. Yeah. Like we're like, well, inflation. This is not like real inflation. This is just like greedy people squeezing continuously. Right. And loving it onto the consumer. Yeah, but I guess supercuts. Well, twenty six dollars. It's fine. I feel like about seven years ago, I revealed to some coworkers that I had paid $30 for a haircut. They couldn't believe I had paid $30 for I a mean, haircut. I mean, I know people, I mean, I'm dating a girl now. I think she said she sits in the chair. She can sit up to six hours and it's probably like $600. That to me is absolutely wild. That's what people do. Yeah. $600. expenses. How often is she getting her hair done? Doesn't seem often, but it's still what what an expenditure, right? To be I mean, a woman, my God, to be a feminine woman. Un, I'm just an unbelievable. Where's world the tax? To be in. Where, where's the tax break there? There simply isn't the one. Woman there tax should be. Break. There absolutely it's stealing. should be. It you got to steal. It is stealing. <laughs> you sold your car recently, I saw. I did because I looked at your Instagram. That car was beautiful. It was amazing. Is it a Toyota? Yeah, a Toyota Corolla, 1983. Gorgeous. What happened? I needed to be driving further distances okay. and it was time to improve the safety of, of my life. Oh, sure, sure. An airbag type, you know, a seatbelt that functioned, things like this, just basic, basic things. So we sold the car and we got a car, you know, now I have airbags. I'm in the modern world, but I do love and miss that car and wish I do regret not being able to also keep it, but that felt excessive. Right. To have two cars, you mean? Yeah. What am I? A stand up comic with two cars. Right. It's do not happening. To have two cars, I, where are you even storing the second car? That's it. And street parking. Oh, and going this side and that you'd be side. Living. Yeah, no, it's Just awful. Constant panic. Street parking, another scam. Oh, huge Switching scam. the side. You never see anybody sweep the streets, but they definitely give the tickets. Oh, I've gotten the tickets. Yeah, of course. They do the ticket sweep. But then there are they, streets that simply don't have that. For yeah. example, the street I'm living on, there's no street sweeping. No, exactly. But our street's perfectly clean. No, exactly. They never clean. I've In five years in L.A., I've never seen the street sweep. Maybe one truck I saw once and he was like getting onto the highway, not even cleaning. Like, and yet the ticket guys come. There's not enough sweeping to justify the amount of tickets. Yeah. And they know the hours of work. They know nobody, you know, most people who are living in these neighborhoods can't suddenly move their car at 11 a.m. Uh-huh. or something. You know, they could just not do it like rich neighborhoods. Well, you, and that's the other thing you look at all. I mean, the why isn't there just a universal parking rule? Rich neighborhoods get these nice parking hours. 
other yeah. neighborhoods don't get nice parking hours. Well, because they make more tax dollars, and those tax dollars don't go back to the poor. They go to the rich again. Well, we, we all need to just fight and just demand decent Nobody's parking. Like, I know, but there's, we can't fight. We've set up the system so that money wins. Do you know of uh, any of the good uh, L.A. parking secrets? I don't yes. Even, I know the after the yellow spots. The I'm yellow all about the yellow the spots. After six, on the weekends, loading. Loading. The, the, the yellow spots, I'm all up on it. Oh. If this is a trick, I know people it. know. I know. Well, Which you have to keep good. it down. Yeah, exactly. Look at him. Now I'm going to be like, oh, I know Talk a yellow cast. spot right here. Forget it. <laughs> How long had you had your car? I had my car almost seven years. Wow. Was it your first, first car, car when you got to L.A.? First car ever. First car ever. Ever. Wow. Oh, wait. But so you had it before L.A. Did you drive it here? No, I probably like I was going back and forth between Toronto and L.A. for a while. before okay. It was like permanently, permanently. That's why I say I think about five years because I also went back to New York for oh, two years during that. Okay. But I kept my apartment. So, um, yeah, I had it. I had it almost seven years. And did you seek that particular model out? Because it's like a, it's yeah. a great looking car. It's a great car. Good I color. like old cars. My thing when I moved to L.A. or when I was thinking about it, I didn't have credit here at first because I was coming from Canada as an adult. So I'd never worked in the U.S. So I never built up any credit or had an American credit card. I had everything Canadian and credit doesn't transfer. That's internationally. Insane. So That's... I start you start from zero. So, you know, maybe I was issued a credit card for three hundred dollars or something. So right. you can't lease a car. You can't you have mm -hmm. no credit history. You don't have bad credit. But there's no history. So it takes you about a six months a year to build up a history. You spend the 300 on your car, uh, on your card, you pay it back, you know, things like that to get you at least a credit score. Right. So once I realized I had to buy a car because I couldn't lease a car, right. then I'm like, all right, <laughs> then we buy something we enjoy. Uh -huh. So I said, even if the car lasts me a year, terrific then i'll get something great after sure, whatever like sure. who cares and it ended up being the best thing it was um, terrific. how much did you pay for it 3600 not a bad deal for no. such a mint condition they wanted 5500 i bought 36 i brought 3600 cash with me and very hard to say no to cash and right. and that was it and it ended up being just a great car and seatbelt was it just a lap belt or did it have a shoulder it had a shoulder okay. you know when it worked there were issues with the seatbelt i would, yeah, okay. I would sure. give it that there was certainly seatbelt malfunctions i drove a uh, an 86 acura legend for a really long time nice but it was absolutely falling apart just yeah. a huge hole that oil leaked out of i was putting oh. oil in it probably every nine days that's horrible not a great experience but it was a luxury car you know it had luxury holdovers from 1986, which were terrific. Like? Uh, leather seats, power windows, uh, sunroof. It, there were holes in it, etc. Yeah. But uh, it felt kind of luxurious. Right. It sounds like a fucking and nightmare. <laughs> I think I paid $1,000 for it. Okay, well, and that's I think good I may have sold it for more somehow. Yeah. yeah, I sold mine for six. Wow. Yeah. Did you sell it through Craigslist? My friend Sophie, shout out to Sophie Blumenthal, SB Exchange on Instagram for all your furniture resale needs, um, fashion, design help. She's just terrific. Sold it for me. She just, is I she kind of a car more. broker? No, she just, she's, she's good at flipping old things. Okay. She's a very high end furniture dealer and SB Exchange. So can I ask what you're driving now? A Porsche, a 2007 Porsche. Is that true? Yes. What? Yeah. Is it like a car or like a crossover? No, Porsche? no, no. It's a car. It's okay. a it's a base model Cayman. Probably the the Porsche people probably hate it. 
It's the lowest model, low of the low Porsche. How Sep, did you find the 2007. This? I found it on Craigslist. Wow. Online, yeah. Is it fast? It's excellent. That's incredible. Yeah. You don't really get to pick your colors when you're buying an old car. I sure. would never buy a new car. I would only ever buy an old car right, and right. flip it and something. You know, when I bought my Toyota, I knew I could sell it for at least that. Right, So right. I actually never spent any money on a car. I took the 6,000, I put it to the Porsche. When everything was said and done, I spent about 14 on the Porsche. Okay. And I'll at least get 20 for it. Wow. What color it is it? It only appreciates. So cars that are classic and Porsche always is, uh-huh. always hold their value versus if I bought, some people spend 30 grand on a new Kia. Right. And it has a zero resale value. Right. So they literally did spend 30K. Uh-huh. I, that blows my mind. I just put 14K into a car. Right. It's sitting there. Just waiting to. Yeah, it holds it. Wait, what it, color I haven't is it? spent it. It's like, a, it's a very deep blue and it's got race stripes on it. That sounds great. Yeah, it is great. It is great. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a big, my seatbelts work great. My windows <laughs> up and down. Um, it revs really nicely. Um, it's got some scratches on it, but all cosmetic. The engine, transmission, terrific. And did you, the kids at the playground today are yeah, well, screaming. Kids, kids being kids. Yeah, just wailing. Uh, did you say, I want to buy a Porsche, or was it just kind of tooling yes, around Craigslist? I love Porsche. Okay. And people who say Porsche, what's going on there? They say it. Well, you know, it, it's like, you know, uh, Germany or something, um, or like... Edinburgh, right? Edinburgh. Right. We'll just say it how we need to say it. And when you're there, say it. You know, Germany is what? It's uh, Deutschland. Oh, Nobody Deutschland. calls right. Germany Deutschland, but that is what it's called. Isn't that, that is so bizarre to me where it's, it's yeah. almost like someone, you being like, my name's Robbie and me being like, hi, Melissa. Yeah, yeah you know? literally. It's, like, it's Deutschland and we say Germany because it's a different language and it's a different intonation. It's a different dialect. And so... I have no problem saying Porsche when I'm here. And if I'm there and they say Porsche and they're speaking a different language, then sure, it's that. Yeah. I guess there was just a period in history where people were like, no, I'm just going to call you whatever. Yeah. Whatever I feel yeah. like calling yeah. we you. We don't say Deutschland. We say Germany. Deutschland's a wonderful word. It's scary. <laughs> I find it terrifying, personally. <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I find it terrifying. But anyway. Yeah, there is kind of a, there's it not brings, a great uh, feeling with that word. No, no, no. Um, how did we get to Deutsch? Oh, Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. Do you have a, like a least favorite car? Is there a car that like you see someone yes. driving and you're just like, God. The Prius is probably my least favorite car. <laughs> the Prius is such an innocent car. No, it, they've gone out of their way to make it horrible inside, to make it boring, to make it brutal. I love to drive. I love thinking in the car. Uh-huh. I love driving. Um, but they've gone out of their way to make you absolutely bored. The other second... I almost hate this one more because they purport to have effort is the Tesla. Oh, the Tesla and the Tesla. It seems really cheap and clickety, Uh like clanky inside. The iPad that they slapped in the middle of it, it not being integrated into the dash is obscene. I think Steve Jobs would roll over. Like the thing is, is that he tried to make the iPhone car. But he has no style like Steve Jobs had. Steve Jobs would not have put it out until the screen was integrated into the dash, rounded Mm -hmm. something. It would have been very sleek. It's not suddenly everything's sleek and then we tack this on. Right. What? So I find, yeah, Tesla is just devoid of any real taste or style. I have two things to say about Tesla. First, the design of the, the car version very much looks to me like 
like a racing video game couldn't get the license to an actual sports car. Yeah. And so they made like yeah. an approximation of it. Yeah, they pull from Porsche, they pull from from whatever. Right. It kind of looks like a cheap video game car. Second of all, I think people who like if the, someone buys a Tesla today, you're now making a really tacky choice. Before it was like, oh, you want an electric car, whatever. But yeah. now it's like the curtain is off. We all know what's going on. There yeah. are other electric cars. What are you doing? Yeah. And also electric cars, it's, there's going to be, it's also a scam with the batteries and everything. You think it's there's a scam? There's no way I drive to, an electric car. Yeah. Well, there's no way for us to, I, can, I don't think there's a way to save energy. I think it, it, this is a limited resources, but batteries of these electric cars are going to be a massive e-waste issue that just replaces another issue of carbon and Interesting. whatever. So it's like we haven't gotten to the solution. I would say the best solution is to buy used, recycle, right. and cars with small engines or cars with small that don't use as much fuel. But you're driving you're driving a Porsche. A very small car though. How, what's uh, your uh, mileage on this thing or what do you get Seven, to the gallon? Oh, I don't know but it's really small like compared to an SUV oh, or, right, of course. or a car that people have now they're just so much bigger right the, I mean for me the least favorite cars will always be the Range Rover I like the Range Rover it sends me into an absolute rage just seeing one yeah I like them I appreciate <laughs> but I hear they're, they're nightmares to deal with they've got to be nightmares yeah and uh, I mean the gas that those things go through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's stupid. Everybody having a big car. I have two seats. I'm not carpooling. I don't. You fucking take an Uber. It I'm not is, taking you anywhere. If you're not, if you're not my girl, get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> I got nothing to do with you in my car. <laughs> it is so rare that I have like f a full four people in Never. my car. No, it's what like scenario? people having a guest room for this. It's like what? <laughs> get a hotel. You're not staying here. You're not staying here. No, I keep me in guest room for one week a year. Get the hell out of here. You're grown Just up. Just waste. Absolute yeah. waste. Yeah, waste. Um, well, look, we've got to talk about something else. Podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Yeah. I was really excited to have you here today. Oh, great. I know nothing about you, full disclosure. <laughs> I think you're so funny. I think you're funny. I'm enjoying talking to you. Uh, I was really looking forward to you being here. I'm thrilled to be here. You show up and you have a gift. Yes. Should we open the gift? What's the deal? Yeah, let me give you the gift. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, it's in your glasses case, so it's yeah. kind of a sneak gift. Yeah. Well, well, what am I, going out of my way to Toys R Us, picking you the latest, <laughs> the greatest Lego? No. Yeah, fucking Cotner says, I need a gift. I said, all right, I'll bring him whatever the hell I have. I can't even know this guy. He's there. asking me for shit already. I'm not getting paid for this. I brought you it's a coming cigarette. coming out of the glasses. A cigarette? Oh, yeah. my God. This Which, is depending who you are, it's a great gift. Let's say you needed a cigarette. I've never smoked a cigarette. So smoke one now. I absolutely will. There are so many things I'll do on this podcast. I will not smoke a cigarette. Okay, well. Do you smoke? Uh, occasionally, socially. Okay. 
Occasional smokers are so interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, because it is such a highly addictive thing. Well, it depends if you have an addictive personality. I can go through ebb and flows. Like, I can have a pack and then not for six months. I mean, to me, that seems really like an impressive human feat. I think different people have a propensity towards addiction. Right. I mean, I grew up kosher, very, um, like, dietary restrictions, probably till about 19. And I was very comfortable with temptation. When I was younger and kids would walk by with McDonald's, all I wanted was a nugget. Right, right. But the smell would pass, mm-hmm. and I would be home and eat my mother's stew or whatever the hell she made, and I was satiated and full, and I never thought about it again. So I'm very okay with temptation. Wow, that's, uh, yeah, I think I avoid temptation. I don't know that I'm good with it. Yeah, I've practiced it, though, from a young age mm-hmm. in many, many aspects. Can't do this, you can't, do, you know, there's many things I would want to do as a kid that I just... Accepted, I I didn't do. Right. And it's okay. You want to for a second and let it pass. It's the same in a relationship when people are tempted by others. And I I don't really have that. Let's say I'm in a relationship. Typically, I'm choosing to be in that relationship and thrilled about it. But I'm not easily tempted by somebody like a flirt or something like that. I'm fine to, all right, she talked to me in a way and I move on. That's terrific. I yeah. mean, what are some things that, like, as you became an adult, you that you wanted to try as a kid that you... Like the food, like foods. McDonald's. I think it's the best restaurant in the world. I, Is that I, true? Yeah, I probably have it once a month now. I What's your order it. at McDonald's? I like the McChicken. Okay. I like a medium fry, Diet Coke. I stick with that. I like also the uh, two-burger meal, two-cheeseburger. Oh, where you get two cheeseburgers? Yeah, that, I like having two. That's my order if I'm at McDonald's. Yeah, so it's just nice. It's just, I, I, you know, they have the most restaurants in the world for a reason. Right, right. So you tried McDonald's. Taste-wise, I think it's the best restaurant in the world. Taste only. Wow. And do you, like, do you think that's because of, like, the calculated, like, the food science version of McDonald's? Yeah, it's just, it's candy. It's, it's the <laughs> best tasting food. I don't, I don't know that I like a McChicken. That's fine. I like a chick, uh, McNugget. Yeah, I don't know. The nuggets is too much. See, the exact opposite for me. I feel like the McChicken is too much of the... With a ch- McNugget, I can eat one, have some french fries, and I'm really... Uh, you, you can modulate how much chicken you're eating. I might pick up a McChicken meal after this. There's one down the street here. Can't wait. That's I, perfect. I've got easy access to two McDonald's That's in this neighborhood. Perfect. That's perfect. Um, okay, so you've tried food... Uh, uh, like new foods that you yeah. weren't able to try before. Anything else? You s- smoked. Yeah, that's fun. When did you start smoking? I wouldn't say I even started smoking. Okay. I just, if I have drinks or whatever, people smoke. It's social. I love to be social. Right. Um, I'm smoking a lot this month just because I'm in love and having fun and uh-huh. letting myself live a life, but I'll cut it out. Does your girlfriend smoke? No, we just enjoy to share a cigarette after a drink or something when we're talking. Wow, that's really kind of, I guess, like, if there's an ideal of smoking, this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you have an addictive personality, whatever, maybe don't do, you know, that. But I've never done drugs or that sort of thing. So, right. And it doesn't, that doesn't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, somebody recently asked me if I had done cocaine, and I... Never. I haven't, and I, because I know, just based on my normal chemical level of personality, I would need that drug all day, every day. Oh, you have an addictive. No, I think I would be scared. I'm, I'm always scared of, like I do stand up, and um, I don't have the temperament for the scene. 
Oh, you know, so I'm not like hanging out and mm-hmm. all these like old guys want to just like, I'm like, I don't want to hang out with right. you guys. <laughs> I have friends and a girlfriend and a life. And um, can I work and go home? You know, yeah, exactly. and that's the, way, that's the way I am. So I don't love like, um, you know, a mask. Like if somebody is like medicating or something in a way that makes me uncomfortable, I feel like eh, it's kind of their problem. I don't want to be around their problems as much. Right. I got my own that I want to just take care of me. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm fully on board with this. Uh, I mean, I don't do stand up, but coworkers wanting to do things outside of work. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we just spent eight hours together. Yeah. Why in the world? I love to trash talk. If I'm working a show, if I'm staffing, I love a gossip after work. We get in the elevator, shut up, <laughs> wait till the doors close. And then you fucking unload. There's something really cathartic about creating drama. And then, shit talking that's what work is it's a lot of political dramas and hating people rage hating and it's all kind of harmless hate so it's it's really a nice outlet for that sort of thing so much of shit talking has fallen away with zoom because if you're in a writer's room on zoom there's frequently one person that you're like i'm pretty sure several of my coworkers also hate this person and there's no real way to yeah i would i would i hit the phones <laughs> I love to hit the phones after after work. I'm gonna hit the in stand up. We still get to you know shit talk, and it's and it's all good. It doesn't mean you go, I should talk. I don't like you. This is how I like. This is how we communicate. Right, right. Not the most personal thing in the world. No, it feels great to just know somebody else doesn't like a person. Makes you feel a little less crazy. Yeah, of course. It's just uh, something to talk about. It's great, and it's great fodder. It's incredible fodder. People, you know, I think people say, well, don't talk bad about people, this and that, but it's like, if you worked in lumber, if you were a, uh, what's it called? Lumberjack. Lumberjack. You know, if you if you worked with wood and you chopped trees, would you not talk about different lumber? Could you not talk about your materials? I work with people. That is my material. (laughs) And uh, I talk about them. Uh (laughs) I fully feel it's my prerogative to do so. Have you ever been caught shit talking about somebody? Always. We're always caught, but we're very open about it, I think, in this type of community. I think it's like, yeah, so. (laughs) You know, it's not real. Who cares? I feel like I'm pretty careful about keeping people from... I mean, although the people that I really want to talk shit on, I almost want them to know. Yeah. Uh, If you're too careful, I mean, you're a comedy writer. You know, you got to get into it to write it. You know, get into it. See see where your writing goes. Right, right. What do you think about uh, fashion and comedy? I feel like fashion and comedy has really become a thing. And it's... I love fashion. But within comedy itself... Explain. Kind of grinds my gears. Uh, Like, there's like this new uh, importance placed on fashion. Like, you almost need to be a model to be in comedy. Really? I feel like that's a new thing that drives me. In. I think it's Instagram that drives this. Is this a guy or girl thing? Both. Everybody. Really? Yeah. You haven't noticed this? I don't think you have to be a model to be. I mean, stand-ups I love are hideous people. They should be. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a model. I, I'm a very good stand-up. You're very stylish. I am stylish and I'm low-key pretty. That is true. But I wouldn't say model. But I, I don't feel like you place a, an importance on it. Like it's not part of your brand. I do love fashion. And style. Right. But when you're on stage or when you're doing comedy, are you thinking, I hope people notice how cool I look? No, I love to express myself through mm-hmm. clothing. Right, right. And wear things that I'm comfortable with. 
I think for me, somebody who struggles with some level of dysphoria or gender dysphoria, for me, clothing is an easy way to present more like myself. Sure, totally. It's non-permanent. It's mm-hmm. impermanent. It's just comfortable. Right. And it just makes me feel good from as soon as I'm dressed. Right. Even when I'm not dressed, you know, I, I do feel kind. I don't have the worst case of dysphoria I've ever heard of. But it's just a way to make... I think everything you do, if you can express yourself in everything that you do, then why not choose to do that? I wearing anything for anything's sake is just feels like a missed opportunity to be more you. Right. So, and I enjoy being more me every year. So I don't know. I think that's lovely. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're, coming from a very healthy perspective about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not like, you know, I like well-made things. I typically like vintage. I Again, I love buying high-quality things versus fast fashion. Uh-huh. A bun- you know, many things. I'd rather have less things that I love. Um, it's not to say I'm above, you know, picking up whatever. But if I can love how I look and feel every day, I would prefer to do that than the other. Right, right. Where are you getting vintage clothes? I feel like it's, I mean, I think, I feel like I saw a headline recently that it's just become kind of impossible because of resellers, the vultures circling the uh, Goodwills, you know, this sort of thing. Yeah, I I do. I go to some of the more curated stores. I love Wasteland. It can be expensive, but again, Mm -hmm. I don't buy a lot of things. Uh And if I buy one thing, I resell another thing. Oh, very smart. Yeah, if you buy high quality, I bought a jacket that I ended up just not wearing a lot. I was able to sell it. Right. So I, I didn't lose money. Money sat in there, like my car. You're very I, sharp I almost, with money. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm conservative about money in a way that's like, if I can utilize it and it's serving me, then it's money well like put to use. And I would say it's really working. It's not gone. Right, right. And I feel that with most things. How many cigarettes are you buying a month? So this month I bought literally like two packs, which is okay. a lot. How much does a pack of cigarettes cost at this it's point? Like $13. That seems crazy to me. Well, you don't smoke. Well, exactly. But like if I... If what seems said, crazy to me is that you've never had a cigarette. <laughs> I never had one. I have no interest. I mean... It I, sounds like you have a lot of interest. <laughs> because it sounds like you might find yourself addicted. I, I think I so might. So you're scared of it. I may that you don't may trust be the fear. your own temptation or your your ability to control yourself. That's probably true. You have no self control. Look at you're out of control. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm you're an a absolute mess. disaster. You're a mess. People are begging me to get back in line. That's it. And I'm just my life yeah. is an absolute storm of hell. And yeah, uh, no, I do. I think I probably would become addicted to cigarettes. Yeah. So then, give it back. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I have to keep it. You have to keep it? Where are you going to put it? I'll probably put it on my shelf where all my other gifts are. Okay. That's, by the way, depending on, that could be a killer gift. A ciggy. Oh, if somebody needs a it? A if somebody wants, like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Let's spark it up. Uh, do you, when somebody bums a cigarette from you, are you bothered or are you happy to I give, give them two, three. Because wow, I typically that's... almost never have a pack. So, so And I bum. You know, if I've gone out and we're standing outside and people are... Having a smoke, I'm like, hey, whoever of my friends, like, give me a drag, you know, just, right. I love a little buzz from that, and that's it. Do you remember your first cigarette? 
No. Yeah, I do, kind of, actually. We what do, was... I, well, I made a pact with a friend in high school that if she tried cigarettes, I would try it with her. And then <laughs> she tried it with some boy that she liked or something like that, and it hurt me. But then I tried it not too long after. Okay. Alone? No, with, with friends, with friends. Okay. It was not, yeah, I don't think we, we got Unpleasant into experience? Yeah, but then in, in university, I guess people like smoke ciggies when they were I, I still it was always social for me and it mm-hmm. continues to be so yeah a lot of people could just do it socially and i think i find that very fascinating yeah just based on how many people are full-on addicted yeah i would say that this month if i'm totally honest it hasn't a thousand percent been social but it's been i'm allowing myself to live a full dangerous life <laughs> for like one month of like I'm newly in love I'm doing shows we're on strike there's an uncertainty and just just to lean into kind of um a lifestyle that isn't the most you know r- responsible with mm-hmm. everything are you ever smoking behind the wheel yeah that's a great time to smoke I feel like you in a Porsche smoking it's the best I mean, what could be cooler yeah except that I spit after I smoke which friends oh. can attest is disgusting I don't love the aftertaste oh okay so I'm not familiar I'm not with ag- spitting after smoking yeah I, I, I don't love an aftertaste so that's the issue with me so that's why I'm not like a major smoker right what is the aftertaste like I don't know just nasty I can't. cigarette aftertaste do you have a brand yeah that's a very light cigarette it's like the lightest you can get it's a parliament. parliament light yeah the closest, I mean, my only interaction with the cigarette world was I was a secret shopper for a while when I was in college. So what does that mean? I would go from gas station to gas station and uh, try to buy cigarettes. And when they would ask for my light, my ID, I would say, oh, I forgot it at home. And if they still let me buy cigarettes, I would write them up. Oh, and, uh, that's awful. They always ask me for ID. Because I looked, like in college, I looked like I was 13. Yeah. So it was like, of course, I mean, but the people who hired me had never seen me in person, so they didn't realize I looked like a child. Yeah. So I was the, the person who should not have been doing this job. Yeah. Uh, but I got to, I think it was $10 a time, went back out into my car, wrote a little review, and moved on with my life. Wow. And they gave me a dollar fifty. each I'd time. See, I'd never narc. Uh, <laughs> I would narc constantly. I don't. We don't fucking snitch. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. This is a very pro-rat podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> Have a cigarette. Change your life. <laughs> I refuse. I would order camel lights. I would ask for a packet of camel lights. Why? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That felt like, a, like just slightly off mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. of like, oh, this person obviously knows mm-hmm. what they want mm-hmm. rather than just camels or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you're a parliament smoker. Well, when I smoke, now it's a. I, I barely, guys, calm down. I've had two. <laughs> Robbie like, is lighting up right now. Two could cigarettes. you imagine? <laughs> um, was there? A, I feel like Canada probably got rid of smoking sections in restaurants before the United States. Yeah. Did. Do you remember when that happened? I don't. But also, yes and no, because in Montreal, it's very French. It's oh, very true. smoky. I mean, they kind of do it, but people don't care a tremendous amount. It's also really cold. They have like smoking tents and stuff. Kind of like you're outside, but you're not outside. Kind of like a thing like this. And it's a smoking tent? Well, like something like this. Okay, like a patio smoking tent. Yeah, yeah, patios, yeah. Okay. I feel like high schools have smoke, or at some point had smoking patios. Oh, wow. No, my high school, you could not smoke on the premise. No, it was, that would be absurd at my high school. Yeah. Uh, But I guess, have you ever heard of a smoking patio at a high school, Annalise? Am I making this up? Maybe it's for the teachers and the students are taking advantage. Oh, yeah. Teachers smoked. Yeah. Teachers have got to be smoking. Oh, my God. Give them something. <laughs> Their life is not easy. 
Uh, well, I have my cigarette here. I mean, maybe somebody else. Do cigarettes expire? I don't know. It's an interesting question that nobody has the answer to. I have to imagine they do at some point. Yeah. Sure. It's a it's not, yeah. The plant, herby thing inside yeah. a that's got to go lancet yeah. or something. Is your watch working? Oh, it is, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, why? I just want to see if you're wearing it for fashion. <laughs> I'm wearing it for both. Yeah, so see, you uh, care about fashion. Look at you. You're not just putting on anything willy-nilly. <laughs> I, yeah, I like to try to look nice. So then why are you mad that other people do so? I just, I, I'm not mad at other people. I'm mad that it's within comedy. And I'm not even mad. I'm annoyed. Yeah. I'm annoyed that like it's now taking precedence over being funny. You think so? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Example. I'm not naming names. No. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think both can be true. I think, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love when somebody's well-dressed. Mm-hmm. But within comedy, I want them to be funny first. A thousand percent. But there's lots of things that ruin that. Like what? Popularity, like social media, like uh, drama, you know, like coolness or, you know, something that isn't related to being funny. Right. Like uh, advocacy, people who tow more of a political line and more have a political agenda. It's not necessarily funny, but it's like, you know, you're clapping. Oh, uh, they said it. Uh, you know, sort of, so <laughs> they agree there's a me. lot that comes in between being funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, thing. I mean, it, I don't know. In comedy, I just want it to be funny. Great. Uh, some I don't, people I don't want think it to be political. Some people, no, no, no. But you know what? You're a comedy writer who doesn't do stand-up. What do you think of a stand-up who does comedy writing? Love it, if they're happy doing it. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of stand-ups aren't happy writing because they're not the same skill. But there's a lot of good transferable skill there. Certainly, certainly. But neither is interchangeable. You know, you can. I've seen stand-ups in comedy rooms who just, it's not what they do. Yeah, yeah. And then they're unhappy. Yeah. And then they're making everyone else unhappy. Yeah. I do both, and I appreciate both. I think both help the other thing. They're both wonderful. Yeah. Both lovely. When are you starting stand-up? <laughs> I refuse. When I absolutely refuse to do stand-up. I, it's a hard thing to give do. Give me a premise. Absolutely Some, give not. Give me a premise. Leave me, leave me be. I mean, the thing that does drive me crazy is when someone thinks they can just jump into stand-up. It's crazy. It's like, you know, that's going to be a decade. It, it's yeah. not something that's going to happen next week. No, I know. It's crazy. But a lot of people think it's a simple Well, I thing. take everything seriously. You know, I'm starting to get acting opportunities. People are, you know, booking me for this or that, you know, and, and acting in the way that Jerry Seinfeld acts, you know. As it's, a, you're it's a, a character, of me. you just yeah. put that on screen. Um, which is a new skill in itself to act like me in front of cameras mm-hmm. and not look at the camera. Because right. stand up, when there's a camera, I look right into the barrel of the camera. <laughs> With acting, pretend it's not there. So right. it's a totally different thing, but I take it extremely seriously. Even getting these small parts or whatever, um, I take acting classes. I, I run the auditions. I do really, really... Because if somebody is giving me a shot and somebody is putting me forward on this, I respect acting so much too when I'm behind the scenes and when we're casting on things that I've worked on. Um, I love when we get good tapes and I love when we get great acting yes. in. So I might not know everything about it, but I know good from bad. And I appreciate it as its own skill as well. It's difficult. So it's interesting when people with stand-up, you know, like it's its own, you know, thing too. So I, I take every art extremely seriously. It's the reason I don't write off something like fashion. I think it's artistry. It can right. be, I think. Um, there's something really great about art being 
everyday wear or something, or just you take it for granted because it's so innocuous. Right. But it really is a creative pursuit and an endeavor. Well, and just to be clear, I'm not writing off fashion. No, I'm just saying, but you don't know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing that I don't, you know what I mean? That I couldn't appreciate as it's craft or it's skill right, or of it's course, genre of course. or something. Yeah. No disagreement there. Yeah. Absolutely no disagreement there. I think we should play a game. Let's do it. We're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse. Uh, I'm going to, well, I need a number between one and ten from you. Four. Okay, I have to do some light calculating to get our game pieces. Uh, right now, you can promote something, you can recommend something. Okay, here's the do thing, here's want. the tea, guys. Rachel Colley and I have a podcast coming out. It's either called They Versus Them, Do Not Add Us, We Don't Care, or called something like Straight, Mad, and Poor. We don't know yet. Okay. Uh, the podcast will hopefully be, re- be released uh, next month. We will be in New York at the Bell House on June 27th for a live podcast record. We expect to sell out. Do not DM me after you miss tickets. Get them now. It's all over our socials. What is this podcast? It's a podcast. Uh, when you, is it going to be podcast? a regular thing? Yeah. <laughs> and it's starting next month? Yeah. What is the plan with this podcast? We've been recording and the episodes oh, so you have are great. been recording. Yeah. I mean, it just it, right now it felt like you just decided you were going to do a podcast. Well, that's it, it's it's that's also a little bit true as well. <laughs> are you having a good time doing it? We're having a great time doing it. Recording at I home. typically am one of the best guests to have on any podcast. You really are such a good guest. Thank and I, you. I, I, I'm and I'm not saying were... this because, you know, I don't want to sound uh egotistical. I'm just I'm reporting the facts. This just is the case. When I'm on a podcast, the episode typically people really appreciate it. And so I'm always approachable about doing my own podcast. And um, I've enjoyed really being a guest. So this kind of takes the idea of I'm the guest kind of every week. Right, right. So it's just the two of you every week. Yes. What a dream. Dream. Not having to book a guest. Exactly. I mean, Annalise, Patrick, everyone that works on the show can attest to what a nightmare booking a guest can be. Yeah. Well, Patrick just, had a pretty easy time with me. Well, it's because you're, it's because that's why people love you as a guest. Yeah. You're, you're just good for it. Yeah. Who's the most famous guest you had? Um, uh, probably uh, Emma Thompson. Oh, wow. I would probably say Emma Thompson. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was on, but Emma Thompson to me is kind of like a... Did they come here? Uh, that, Emma was on Zoom. They were okay. both on Zoom. They were pandemic-y. Okay, great. Uh, within How the last much money years. do you make an episode? I, I make money, but I'm not talking about that on oh, this podcast. Oh, okay. I don't know why. <laughs> I talk about everything. I do think that, the, you know, I also conditioned in a world where, like, you don't talk about money or politics because I think the people, rich people made it so that you would, like, not talk about these things because it would be so embarrassing if they did. But right. I'm not embarrassed by any of those things. I, I mean, I, I agree with that sort of thing, but it's just... Uh, I get it. No, I, no, you're totally right. Don't let me, don't let me coerce you. Don't let me peer pressure you. You be you and I'll be me. It's and a nice little job that I do in addition to the rest of the, all the other I shit that it. I have to do. Uh, the play, game. I'm looking, well, by the way, I'm just looking forward to your podcast. I can't wait. I'm very they excited versus about them. Okay. Robbie or, Hoffman and Rachel Kelly. What was the... Or maybe, you know, straight and poor. Okay. Something like that. Okay, I really like this. I, uh, okay, do you have a you. network or anything? Or are you just doing it yourself? No, we're independent, and we will sell it for a lot of money. There you go. It's that's what you need to do. Successful. Yeah. yeah, that's what you need to do. Okay, this is how we play gift or a curse. I have three things you're going to tell me. Okay. If they're a gift or a curse, and why? Great. And then I'll tell you if you're uh, correct because there are right answers. Okay, to this. fine. 
Uh, number one, this is from a listener named Kristen, and the, it's gift or a curse, black slash any other color wedding rings. So I guess other than silver or gold. Uh, I don't. Uh, just disgusting. <laughs> Awful. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, bad. What, you think of like a black wedding ring is disgusting? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Why? I just don't like it. <laughs> what do you like prefer? Everything. I like a metal. I, li- I would love a gold or, yeah, probably just yellow gold. I like classic, as classic as you can get. Are you wearing any rings right now? No. Okay, so curse, you're saying. No, I just don't like it. Well, you have to answer. Well, I don't know what a curse is or a blessing. <laughs> Gift or a curse, you have to answer. A, you're for me, the game. horrendous. <laughs> Worse than a curse. <laughs> Robbie, wrong. And, and I may have talked about this on this podcast before. I'm assuming this black wedding ring this person's talking about is a uh, non-metal wedding ring. Like you're wearing some type of rubber ring. Yes. Uh, it counts your steps or something. It doesn't count steps or anything. It's just a, a ring. Sleep. My boyfriend and I both wear rings. Not, we're not married or anything, but he wears a metal ring. I wear this. But it's terrible. No. <laughs> no, this is the problem with metal rings. I went to high school with someone who was wearing a metal ring, maybe in, when he was a kid, and it got caught on something, ripped his finger off. I know somebody who wore shoes once and they tripped. And they were, what? <laughs> who cares? Robbie, I was wearing a metal ring at one point. I was doing the dishes. It got caught on a fork. It I said, looks never again. Terrible, Bridger. It does not look it terrible. It looks like it's counting your steps. I'm never fooled. When <laughs> that's it. That's what it looks like. I'm telling How you. Nobody you. will tell you the truth. That looks like you're counting your steps or you're tracking your sleep. Something's very, very wrong. There's nothing wrong with either of those things, by There's the something way. something very wrong. <laughs> Highly well, come, calculated t- come talk to me when your finger's been ripped clang- clean up. God forbid. <laughs> Go ahead. People you're falling wrong. off a chair. You're sitting on a chair. I'm f- I don't even understand this logic. You only have One 10 guy. fingers. It's, uh, they're very yeah, so sim- you have many to lose. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good thing. You have one head. That would suck. But ten fingers losing one, you still have nine. This is a warning to everyone. I'm, What's the next one? This ring. game is going. You're mad. Totally. Okay, so you're mad you, that you've lost. No, one. because the ga- I'm going to tell. I may never see you again. And if there's something I can impart on you is that the ring is awful. <laughs> and I, I just, I know it's hard to hear and things like that. But you know what? It's lying to you is worse. In my opinion. I appreciate your honesty. Thank you. Uh, this is okay. how I love. Number two, this is from someone named Andy. Gift or a curse, someone waving you through uh, at a four-way stop despite them getting there first. I like that. Thank you. you. Uh, why? I don't know. Let me go. <laughs> nice. Let me go first. Sure. Robbie. There's no way you can. Uh, that, What's that, wrong to with me, that? When you're waving, and I'm doing, there are so many four-way stops around this neighborhood. This is this to me is when it's a curse. Let's be honest. It's when nice becomes cro- when you cross the line from nice to being inconveniencing people. Why it's confusing. Is it, if you're going, okay, I don't find that confusing. There's a there's a there are clear you, rules you, at a four-way but stop. But you're confu- you don't understand what's going on. I understand what's going on. <laughs> I'm not confused at all. I pull up ready to play by the rules. Sure, and they're changed. This per- <laughs> they shouldn't be changed. You're too much of a rules guy. I don't understand how you how you run a life. I rules are made rules. up. Four way stop for a reason. It's made up. It's not. It's not science. It's made up as a good system. And somebody decided to give you a win that day, and you fucking take it. They're I'll doing take it any constantly. wins I can get. They're doing a constant job. I barely get it. For me. Okay, Probably great. four times a okay. week. Okay. Well, and you don't deserve it. Do you see who's getting gifts? 
sick of this demanding gifts with the podcast and getting gifts it's ridiculous order people completely breaks down when somebody men, waves people forget that gay men are still men and it's amazing how they go through the world he's mad that people are giving him everything i'll take what i can get how dare you no, people do forget this. He's like, four times a week, people are being kind to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> They're not being kind, though. I They're... mean, people walking to me, people like everything. Never people mind letting me go. walking to me constantly. Okay, go on. What's the next one? <laughs> You've gotten zero so far. Oh, this I, is I've ridiculous. been winning. Everybody in the comments, who do you agree with? Okay. <laughs> people are... I... In the comments. People, I think, are actually going... They're frequently not on my side. I think I'll, yeah. In this so then scenario, it's time to it's time to self-evaluate. If everybody <laughs> is not on your side, this time, time people are going to be on my side in a huge way. I don't the think wave so. through, no thank you. I don't want that. Okay, so say no thank you. I'll let then them I'm go stuck. Through. They're stuck. Then we're all so stuck. Perfect, in the and you stop. did that. I didn't. Do and that. then you they blame started. them. They were being nice to you. You said no. You huffed and puffed. Because you want it your way with these rules, because you're a it's man. It's not my way. It's <laughs> it's the man's way. Who made a four way stop? You think it was women who invented stops? Who knows? I know. A hundred years ago, I'll tell you who it was. It was you and all your counterparts. We had nothing to do with it. We would have had a wave only system probably if women designed the, a the world. A wave only system. Yeah. What about hey girl? Get you go. No, no. you got you. Have a good day. It would have been totally different. You guys made all these rules, and now you're like, I follow the rules. Move on. If it was a four, if it was a wave-only system, no one would ever move through the intersection. Let's try it. There would be <laughs> at every let's four-way intersection. It. There let's, would be traffic for miles. Let's see a new system. Let's see because our system, something's got to give. <laughs> let's try a new thing. We've done this one long enough. Okay, we've, you're you're furious. furious. Okay, this is the uh, final one. I hope we come together on this one, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? So uh, far, listener uh, Jess has suggested gift or a curse. Public restroom stalls where the walls and door go uh, from floor to ceiling like you're in a tiny private room. Gift beyond measure. Why? Just privacy. Mm -hmm. I don't want somebody's eye <laughs> through the crack. It's, it's, it's off-putting. Uh, I have pee anxiety. I like to be relaxed. Um, and that's it. And then if somebody's you have your period, you wouldn't understand. But there's a lot going on. Just close the fucking door. Just fucking <laughs> close the door. Just let me do my shit and get out of here. Oh my God, this is not for public display. That's it. Of course. I, I mean, that's how they all should be. Yeah. I don't understand what. There's absolutely no. You know need. why? Because oh, men you, oh God, design bathrooms go. where they're all pissing around each other and on each other because they're too afraid to be gay like you. <laughs> and so this is how they get a little gay in every day is by like being around dick. <laughs> We didn't do that. We hit stalls immediately. You've got to, they should just go to the floor. Absolutely. There's no, I mean, is it a money saving measure? Yeah, it's a probably, yeah, it's probably cleaning money. It's easy to put up and down. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But when I'm in one of those ones that goes floor to ceiling, I'm like, it's a, so it's a delight. Height of luxury. Yeah, it's really amazing. It's an incredible feeling. And I just feel like, they should all be like that. They should be hermetically sealed, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Okay, well, I'm glad. Look, Look at, at us. Ending on a positive. I'm known as a pretty positive type of person, so this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. My hands are One out freezing. Of three. Yeah. Look, you, at least you you stood by your opinions. That's yeah, all that I Which are asks. the right opinions? Eh, but they're the wrong answers. Well, let's 
a man telling a woman that she's got the wrong answers. That's usual. kind of the theme of this podcast. That's what it is. I, I, I turn everybody into an incel, whether you are or not. There's no winning. Ask Kotner. He's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I ask uh, Patrick and Annalise, bring me a woman that I can explain things to. That's I, all I, I ask. And I know. And did I not deliver on that? <laughs> Um, okay, uh, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at yeah. gmail.com. Problems galore, questions galore. I try to answer the questions. The guest usually helps me. Great, let's do it. Okay, this is a short one. We might do two if you don't mind. We'll That's see what fine. happens. That's fine. Uh, this is Dear Bridger and Glenn, and then in parentheses, since I don't know who your guest is, I will just assume it's Glenn Close. That's a nice assumption. Okay. Uh, I would love I for Glenn Close to be on. I hate when people try and be funny, but go on. I would love for Glenn Close to be on this podcast. Just, okay, just get to the question. We're uh, funny. They don't have to, Glenn. to be. People who are reaching out, you don't have to be. It's like when somebody in the audience I talk to, I ask a yes, no question. They go, well, it kind of depends. Shut up. You don't have to be funny. That's why I'm here. There's no work for you to do. So this person, okay, they're opening with what they consider a joke. Move on. <laughs> I think that's a decent what joke. What is the question? I actually, listener, I'm putting in three seconds. My hands are there. freezing. Don't let Robbie get you down. Before I answer, everybody follow me on Instagram at <laughs> Robbie Hoffman. Couple of nudes I try and throw up there. Robbie Hoffman on Instagram. Get to the question. Okay. It says, upon getting a gift, when is it appropriate to send a handwritten thank you note versus an email thank you note or a text thank you note? Does it depend on the size of the gift, your relationship to the person giving it? There are many times I would love to send a handwritten note, but the thought of writing it out, making sure it's legible, putting it in an envelope, and trudging to the post office is completely daunting. Thanks, and that's from Gary. What's your take uh, on this? You know what? It's just it's a thing of the past. I think the only time you get a handwritten note now is for a wedding gift. Right. I text. If the, first of all, I'm not getting gifts left, right, and center. So if I get a gift from a friend, I, I give a text. I, I talk to them. Uh-huh. I love to take people for dinner if it's a big, you know. Oh, you do. If somebody, yeah, you know, if somebody does something for me or uh-huh. something like that, I like to pay back with a dinner. I love I to treat people to dinner. But I don't know. A thank you note I really don't do. My manager sends me, you know, like, no, it's not even a thank you note, like a Christmas gift. So that's not. But yeah, I, I think stop over worrying about this and get a problem. You're fine. Just yeah, you I feel call like them and whatever. It's, this is a non-issue. Yeah, it's truly only weddings. Only weddings. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, I think if you're sending somebody a thank you note for another type of gift, they're not really your friend. Like, yeah, you should only be giving gifts to, to people you can te- that, that will text a thank you. Yeah, of course, tax. What, what year is this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's obscene. Where are you taking people out to dinner? Wherever. Interesting. Do you Patty ask Harrison. where they want to go or do you say I'm taking you to... Patty did um, a video message for a friend of mine for her birthday. Okay. My Very nice. a big fan and it was really, really nice of her. And I'm sure she gets these requests all the time. And so I said, let me take you for dinner for that. Okay. Also nice to hang out with her, but also... And I, I've always wanted to go to... Uh, I think we've gone to Ruth's Chris before, so I took oh. her again. Yeah. So you really do live kind of like a luxurious life. I try to. Never been to Ruth's Chris. Go. Really nice. I don't think I've ever... I can't remember the last time I was at a steakhouse. Really fun. I love doing it. Do it. It always tastes good. Do it. And it makes you feel like old-fashioned luxury. I like that. Uh, maybe I'm I very should... old at heart, so I, so I like that. Like what so. age would you say? Mm, 73. 73. That's not a bad... That's like... 
That seems like an ideal age to yeah. be. I probably get there like, you know, like some of my trans friends when they fully transition, they look in the mirror and they see who they are. I, I do think I'll probably hit 73, look in the mirror and be like, there I am. Oh, that sounds uh, lovely. You know, something like that. So. 73 is when you really are exactly what you've meant to be. Exactly. I, th- I feel like hopefully I live to 73. I'm hoping to live past 100, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I'd love to do 120. You know, I'm thinking 115. Okay, there we go. See you there. <laughs> Meet you there. See yeah. you there. <laughs> I really want to uh, fist bump. I really want to live to 115 and then have, well, I won't have children or grandchildren, but to have like my nieces or my grandnieces kill me. No, I want to be in a really gorgeous home with, you know, playing bridge and doing all the fun things, sleeping, eating well. Well, yeah, of course, up until the point of death. Yeah, I have no clue. God forbid. I get religious about this. Move on. What's the next question? (laughs) So thank you, Note. Gary, do the text. And also, but like the thing, Gary, is I feel like there's a huge excuse here where he's saying trudging to the post office. Not necessary. Don't you have a mailbox? I don't know. Eliminate that one step if you want to do the thank you note. Yeah, forget it. Put it this in the whole mailbox. thing is like the, I don't even know where this question's coming from. Back to the future. Okay, what's the next one? <laughs> okay, this is probably going to make you mad again. Oh, no. This is uh, Dear Bridger and Disrespectful but Charming Guest. I think that's nice. That actually works for you. Wait, what is that? Disrespectful but charming guest. Is this live? Can they hear us now? <laughs> yes. Oh, we are live? We're fully live. No, we're not. Okay, so how do they know? That's an assumption. Okay, fine. They're <laughs> accurate. They're accurate. That's fine with me. Okay, this says, I will be getting back surgery imminently. My best friend uh. and her husband have generously offered to allow me to recover in their one-level, fully handicap-accessible home that is very close to my parents' home. My parents are both restaurant chefs, and we couldn't stop them from regularly bringing delicious food over if we tried. Okay, so the parents are going to be bringing food. Okay, what happens? uh, Other than food-based compensation, what's an appropriate gift for my friend and her husband for opening their home to me in what is likely going to be some of my least flattering and most unenjoyable days of my life? It feels like $1 million in a puppy would be appropriate, but simply not in my budget. They are active, environmentally conscious, love games and each other to a sickening degree. Much love and desperation, Sam. Sam's getting back surgery at 29... Back surgery, my God. Sounds terrible. Nightmare. Um, The friends are... Forget, never get somebody a puppy. Oh, do not get a pet. Are you kidding me? Don't get somebody a pet. Deeply irresponsible. Yeah, I think you can get them, like, if they're a couple and they like to do things, you can get them, like, a spa package or Mm -hmm. something like that, something that takes care of them. I I would... I would... They took care of you. I would give something, you know, more of an experience or something. Um, And certainly have the place cleaned. Oh, that's very leave. nice. Yes, very have thoughtful. a cleaning lady come, absolutely. Although I feel like you've sent a cleaning lady and it almost feels like a comment. Are they going to, is the couple no. going to be like, oh, no, she thought doesn't. our house was filthy? No, that's what you would say because you you wave people down who don't give you, like you have a weird thing where you take everything personally and badly. <laughs> I don't wave people down. Nice I deny waves. I yeah, you say deny no, waves. You. you don't let people, so it's like if somebody cleaned your house, you'd be like, what are you saying? Your insecurities would totally fucking bleed out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the cleaning thing. like, hey, I shat in your house for three weeks. So I cleaned the joint. We'd be like, thanks so much. Appreciate you. It is a nice It'd be gift. Done. It'd be done. 
to have yeah. somebody clean your house. Yeah, that's so another. That's, like that. that's like a steakhouse level luxury yeah. to me. Yeah, it's just like yeah. oh, you get a service to clean your house. They come, they're awesome. Right, right. I mean, that does make me think for this person, and somebody may have told me this before. I'm sure on this podcast, but like if you stay at somebody's home, you look around and say, what could they use? What could they need? You're kind of a little spy, and then you give them like, oh. Eh, new towels or whatever like just a new yeah, but then I don't that know. I don't like to, to like guess a, a thing I don't love consumerism I, I typically don't buy things for mm-hmm. people maybe a candle or something that is you know um, perishable right. something they can use it's almost an experience thing mm-hmm. um, yeah I would stick to experience a dinner cleaning service I like services movie tickets something like that spa package yeah do you go to the spa very often no, but there's a place in uh, Toronto that I love. And when I'm there, okay. I go there. What sort of spa experience are you I having? I like just like the waters, just like the pool oh. and like things like that. Okay, like the hot, the hot water. Tub. Yeah, right. yeah. Have you ever been to Wee Spa? I, I did once. It was uh, traumatizing. <laughs> How so? It just was. It was awful. I had a scrub. Uh, it was a <laughs> gift. And um, I couldn't feel my body. And it was not relaxing at all. I also didn't like the vibe of it. And it was awful. I love Wee Spa. It's so affordable and pleasant. Not to me. And you know what the big reason is? All the men there. (laughs) And you had the body scrub. That's rough. It was very rough. Somebody gave this to you as a gift? Yeah. Did you tell them later, oh, I hated it? They saw me. I was not doing well. (laughs) I was not doing well. Did they know you were going to hate it? Probably. I I don't know. I I, I don't know what... People don't know what I might like. Interesting. I feel like you have pretty clear interests. Like, Thank you. You love McDonald's. You yeah. love cars. I mean, I could like yeah. start. Th- I, I could go in and brainstorm some gift ideas for you right now. I can't wait. You're surrounded by bad people. I can't wait. <laughs> the best gift for me is cash, guys. So cash. Love. At Robbie-Hoffman-3 on Venmo. I hope Bridger here pays me for whatever he's making from this <laughs> podcast. But we'll see. We'll see if he steals from his guests or not. This is... No it, it, no, it has not become commonplace to pay for podcasts yet, but it will be soon. Uh, the podcast industry is still it's very a, it's new. A, it's very new. Despite it's, being it's 25 up. years old. Maybe I'll start the union for us. Please. It's coming. It's coming. Podcast union will be here eventually. Then we'll be striking for that. Ugh. Just I'll be out of work constantly. Ugh. Well, I feel like we answered these questions. I can't we remember. Did. We did. I've got a very bad short-term memory, but we answered two, which is... We did really good. I haven't done this in years. Yeah. Usually it's one and we get out. But see, I'm a terrific guest. You're an excellent guest. So that's that's what it is. I'll be back for part two, guys. I'm thrilled that you have me. Thank you. I'm excited for you. Smoke it. Live your life. (laughs) Break a rule. I can't. See how you feel. See how you feel. How would you feel if I became addicted to cigarettes? Fine. (laughs) I don't care. What do you think about the what do you think about the tobacco industry? Do you think it's an evil industry? I don't think about it. At all. It's a bad industry. Sure. Name a good industry. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, Can I'm, we go home? What's going on here? I'm trying to think of an industry and I can't think of a single exactly, one. Exactly. You can't. How dare you? The pharmaceutical industry. Fantastic yeah, okay, there's people. There's a nice clean Fantastic one. people. Those are all good people doing good things all the time. Exactly. Ravi, I've had a wonderful time with you. The best time. Uh, Truly. This is me having a good time. The younger I am, the the nicer I am. Like, do you understand I have the opposite Ellen problem? Ellen (laughs) purports to be kind, dancing, she's a terror to work with, right? I'm aggressive, rough around the edges, but I'm actually a delight to fucking work with. You really, I knew you were going to be a delight. Don't print that story. 
I mean, Ellen. I still meet people who don't know about Ellen. No, I know. And they don't have to. We really vilified her. <laughs> Look what we did to her. And then 20 years later, we go, Arr! It's like you literally <laughs> shut the bitch down. <laughs> you literally, she has no trust, nothing. You bring her down to nothing. She can only trust money. And then we go, well, why do you only trust money? <laughs> yeah, I love that we do that. Oh, God. It's really fun. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Annalise. Thank you, Kotner. <laughs> Follow me and everything. Thanks, guys. Listener, the podcast is over. Robbie begged for to be released, and we're going to let her go. We're going to let you go. Let I, my people go. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is present enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare disobey? Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!